the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Well, dear friends, it's Friday, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. Of course, we've got a weekend looking right ahead now, and I want to encourage you, be in church. Find a good, solid, Bible-believing church and get in there come Sunday morning and Sunday night and be in on whatever they have for you. Take your family. You're going to be glad that you did. Do it this weekend and every weekend, and I'm telling you, you give that a few years to run, and you'll thank me for encouraging you in that direction. Now, we've been talking the last couple of days about giving the Lord first place at your place, making your place something special because the things of the Lord are giving priority. Now, that is something we all need to do. And I've kind of based that off of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, where Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I also noted 1 Timothy chapter 1, where the Apostle Paul talked about Jesus coming into the world to save sinners. And then he said, Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. So he's talking about putting first things first. Doing first what needs to be done, that is putting priority at your place on the things of the Lord. All of this is really uh, instructive, and it should be encouraging to us to know that we can do that and we can do it well. You know, the Bible talks about some things that really should form the foundation for us in getting to this first place status. For example, in Psalm 32 and verse 7, the psalmist said, uh, Thou art my hiding place. You and I need a place where we can hide ourselves in the Lord. And I don't mean you're shielding yourself from people. I don't mean you're becoming a recluse. But what I do mean by that is that you have taken the Lord into your life and you are really hiding yourself in him. You're embracing his philosophy, his teaching, his values, everything in relation to him and becoming a Christian in the fullest sense of the word. You get born again first, you come to Christ, you're saved, and then to begin to embrace all of the things that we talk about here that are found in the Bible. In fact, if you really look at this, I know some people object. They say, well, you know, this is the 21st century and things are different now. Well, uh, things are different in some ways. Uh, we uh, live on a higher plane in terms of conveniences and having access to all kinds of things. And travel is so much different from what it was even a few years ago. But here is the promise from the Bible that all of us should anchor to. Psalm 90 and verse 1 says, Thou art our dwelling place in all generations. In all generations. Did you get that? In all generations. That simply means that because this is the 21st century, it does not change the basic values on which you and I should be building. Not even one little iota. I'm telling you, you and I have every reason, every legitimate reason, every solid reason to stand clearly upon the truths of God's Word, and there's nothing in our world that should change that. 
The fact is, we have every reason to lock in to who the Lord is and what He's about and build on that. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, those early Christians, that 120 members of the Jerusalem church who were present on the day of Pentecost, I mean, they had already gathered as a church. The church uh, was already birthed uh, earlier than that, and uh, they were serving the Lord already as a group. And the Bible says in chapter 2 and verse 1 of Acts, they were all in one place, in one accord. Now, how is it that 120 people, I mean, even though they're saved, how is it that 120 people can assemble together, they can form a group, they can become a church, and they are in one accord, and they're all there on a given day? How in the world is that possible? Well, I'll tell you how it's possible. 120 people in that case had decided that the Lord was the Lord, and they gave him place. They gave him first place in their life, and that's what did it. I mean, I see people sometimes, even in a smaller group, and uh, I say, well, they're here now, and then they're not here. Well, what's the deal there? Well, somehow or another, first place hasn't arrived yet, and it needs to. And sometimes we get to the point where that we are looking at our whole group, our local church, and we have a little upset here and a little upset there, and somebody gets offended and one thing to another. And uh, when that is happening, that one accord business is not there. How does it become possible for a local church of a few dozen people or a few hundred people or a few thousand people? How is it possible? I mean, is it feasible that that local church could be in one place at the same time, and they are in one accord. Well, yes, yes and yes. The answer to that is the Lord enables us whenever we put him in place and give him first place. I mean, every single one of us are going to have to make that choice if we have that relationship with our brethren in Christ. So, indeed, the place that the Lord has given to us needs to have first place written all over it. Now, you say, well, how do we give first place to the Lord? How is that done? How could we possibly do that? Well, number one, you're going to need to exalt Christ in your thinking. You're going to need to embrace Him as Savior and then embrace Him as Lord and just let Him have charge of your life. Secondly, you're going to need to elevate the Bible in your thinking. You're going to need to say, this is the Word of God. It's there that I'll find the will of God. It's there that I'll find the way that God would have me to live. It's there that I will learn the wisdom of God. All of these things we are going to find in the Bible. So if we put Christ in high-profile position with us, and then we elevate the Bible. I mean, we put it up there as a roadmap. We give it like an encyclopedia of uh, learning and information and helpfulness for us. And then, uh, let me say thirdly, if Christ becomes first in your life, you're going to need to really envision something of an overhaul of your life. Uh, you say, well, I'm 18 years old, or I'm 38, or I'm uh, 48, or 58, or 68, or 78, whatever the case, whatever your age, you've got some time behind you already. You've already developed some habits. You've already taken a direction in your life, and every bit of that needs to be reevaluated in light of point number one and point number two, that is exalting Christ and elevating the Bible. And whenever you look at who you are and what you've done up to now, 
some of that will probably need to be reversed. Some of it may need to be entirely erased so that it never occurs in your life again. In fact, let me just say, point number four, you need to exclude the things that detract from him having first place. Uh, Sometimes people sit in their own living room and they watch what I call garbage television. I mean, things that are just profane, things that are ugly, things that are uh, sexually headed in the wrong direction, all of that. And uh, what does that do? That just pushes the Lord back, and it really says Christ is not in first place. And not only with the television, but the web as well, the Internet. There's so many things there that people tap into that they really need to leave alone. Because if you go into some of those dark sites, you go into some of those places where there is, again, I'll use the word garbage, just bad things that you ought never to ingest into your person, into your mind, and some of that kind of thing, in fact, all of that kind of thing, needs to be set aside and just excluded from your life, because if you take it in, even a little bit of it, it's going to detract from you giving first place to the Lord. A fifth suggestion that I will make to you here about getting Christ first place in your life is to encircle yourself with other Christians that are stronger than you are. If you run with and have close friendships with people that are weaker than you are, the chances are that uh, you're going to weaken yourself in the process. Now, hopefully you'll become strong enough at some point that you can mentor other people who are weaker. But uh, whenever you're trying to get all of this in place, you need to circle yourself with other Christians that are stronger than you are. They've already been down the trail further, and they are indeed more mature than you are. They're going to be able to mentor you. They're going to be able to encourage you and strengthen you as you go. So encircle yourself with a good crowd. And then Not only that, but enroll yourself in what I'm going to call first-place activities. Don't go into places, don't go to things that are going to take you down the wrong trail. You just need to stay away from certain things and places where the wrong things are going on. Where alcohol is being served, stay away from it. Where um, dirty pictures are being shown or the potential for that, just don't go there. I mean, just stay out of those places. I mean, Hollywood produces a lot of things that nobody should be engaged in, and so you just have to stay away from their places. And in the process of that, engage yourself in first-place activities. You say, how in the world do I do that? Well, you find a good church, and the chances are good. Most of what you're going to need to do is going to be built around that local church. And whenever you talk to God, as you need to do every day, you express to Him and, uh, and you say to others, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm serving the Lord. I'm happy about it. I'm excited about it. And you testify warmly to the Lord in uh, giving Him uh, the time and prayer that you need to. And not only that, but you tell other people along the way. You know, sometimes people say, uh, how in the world are you? Well, you can say, you know, I'm saved and I'm happy about it. I led a guy to Christ on an airplane a few years back. I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. I stood up in the middle of the flight He greeted me, and I greeted him, and he said, "Uh, you seem to be a happy person. And I said, man, I ought to be. 
I said, uh, I am uh, saved, I'm uh, born again, I'm heaven bound. And I said a few other things, you know, just kind of rattled off the top of my head. And he said, I wish I could say that. And I said, well, hey, let me show you something that'll help you. And in a few minutes, there at 40,000 feet soaring along through the air, I was able to lead that man to Christ. He was so happy, so excited himself that he found the Savior. Now, listen, folks, all of that can be done with every one of us. It's just simply a matter of putting first things first. And when Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God, he's talking about all of these things that we've been talking about. It's a matter of putting Jesus in first place, yes, but all of these other things come into play as well. There's some folks today who have the idea, well, you know, I'm going to salute Jesus, but I don't want to hear anything else. Some folks even call themselves red-letter Christians because all they want to pay attention to are the portions of the New Testament that some publishers have put the words of Jesus in red, and it's like nothing else counts, just that. No, there is a lot more than that, and we need to study carefully, and we need to take hold of the things related to Jesus, but none of the things that are in the Bible are things that we ought to just toss aside because we don't want to hear it. No, we need to put every bit of that in the mix and determine by God's grace that we are going to just listen carefully to everything that we find in the Bible that will help us to get to first place. So when I talk about first place at your place, I'm talking about your marriage. I'm talking about your home. I'm talking about the place where you work. I'm talking about the business that you operate. I'm talking about every single thing that you touch. Every bit of it ought to be a place that is first in your life. And the Lord being first there, you are able to make a difference because you have put him in first place. And that is something that we all ought to do. Well, I'm so grateful that you joined me today. Do make the weekend special by going to church. And don't forget, I love to hear from you, so I hope that you'll write to me sometime soon. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And we'll look forward to being back here Monday, so I hope you'll join me then. Until that time, God bless you with a great day and a great weekend. Goodbye for now.